Thank you, Lord. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. No longer a slave fear. Let's um, make a good confession. Thank you, Lord. All righty. Okay. Let me see if I can help y'all add myself to the media team today. It'll let me co control stuff all over. Yeah, man. Oh, oh, oh. Sooky, sooky, man. All right. Y'all don't know what sooky, sooky is. Man. Wait, Matt knows what I'm talking about. Okay. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. All right. Hey, ready? Okay. Ready? Let's go. I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved by you. I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. I receive the love that my father has for me. Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I am the beloved. I am loved, righteous, blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average, not mediocre, holy, flawless, without blemish, blameless, and free from accusation. I am a child of the Most High God. I will become all I was created to be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I am a child of God. Thank you, Lord. A lot of scriptures uh, coming to me here. Psalm, oh, excuse me, Isaiah. Tracy just quoted it. 54. I encourage you to write these down. They'll come in handy. Verse 17. I'm gonna I want to look at this from the New Living. The first part of verse 17 says, But in that coming day, and this is really talking about the day of the new covenant, the day that we're living in right now, no weapon <coughs> turned against you will succeed. <coughs> Say, no weapon, no weapon 
turned against me will succeed. Hallelujah. I've been talking about, started last week, teaching on the believer's authority. You have authority. But first, some appetizer. Okay? Say, no, no weapon formed against me will succeed. I'm just flowing today. We'll see, see where this takes us. But what we just sang, I'm going to give you a scripture for it. What uh, Marie beautifully led us into. Great exhortation. Thank you, Lord. Great reminder. This anthem. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. Verse um, Romans 8. And I'm um, going to look at verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. That word Abba was left untranslated. Abba means Papa, Daddy. God is your Daddy. Your Heavenly Father, He's Papa, He's Abba. And you did not receive a spirit of slavery <coughs> to fall back into fear. So don't give in to fear. Now I want to read you from... Uh, which over here on Facebook this there's a link to this testimony I'm about to read you from John G. Lake <clears throat> and there's a there's a picture of him and, uh, and 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 a quote by him and he says when I saw for the first time by the word of God now this John G. Lake has gone on to be with the Lord he met, lived many years ago he said when I saw for the first time by the word of God that sickness was not the will of God, everything in my nature rose up to defeat the will of the devil. Welcome to everybody that's watching online. And uh, I believe that you'll receive something here today. You can go ahead and start that clock up there. Because, boy, once I get going, woo. I'm going to give myself a little bit more time than you, than you gave me up there. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, it's, it's set right up there, but I'm, I, I give myself a little bit. Five more minutes. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so uh, it says here, now this, this is from uh, one of the, the books from John G. Lake. I found it on someone's website. Now watch this. Oh, I'm going to read the scripture that he's talking about here. In the same chapter that I just read about, um, we have received the spirit of adoption, and you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. That's verse 15. Now, verse 2 says, well, verse 1 is a good one. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. 
Now, verse 2. Here's what I want you to see. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. You've got a law working in you, and it's the law of the spirit of life. You have a life. Uh, life in the Greek is zoe. That means life as God has it. That's the life that you have in your spirit. It's, already, it's in you right now. You don't try to get it. You already have got it. Now, let this encourage you. Now, I'm quoting from this article. Now, watch the action of the law of life. Faith belongs to the law of life. Fear is the very, excuse me, faith is the very opposite of fear. Faith has the opposite effect in spirit, soul, and body. Faith causes the spirit of man to become confident. It causes the mind of man to become restful and positive. A positive mind repels disease. <laughs> Consequently, uh, the emanation of the spirit destroys disease germs. Now, I've been quoting something for years that, that's based on John G. Lake that I, I remember this story from years ago, and I've been confessing this for a very long time. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death, sickness, disease, poverty, and fear. A positive mind repels disease. Consequently, the emanation of the spirit destroys disease germs. See, it don't even make any difference if it touches you. If it's breathed on you, it dies. Now, here's a disclaimer. I'm not encouraging you to do what John G. Lake did here. Don't go out looking. I'm going out looking. Let me find some disease. Amen. Put it in my hand. Okay. This, 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 this guy operated under authority. He knew who he was. He, he had this stuff on the inside of him. He wasn't practicing nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he wasn't like, let me see. <laughs> let me see if this will work. No. Okay, watch this. I can't hardly get past that. The emanation of the spirit destroys disease germs. But let me go on. And because... <clears throat> We were in contact with the spirit of life. I and a little Dutch fellow with me went out and buried many of the people who had died from the bubonic plague. We went into the homes and carried them out, dug the graves and put them in. Sometimes there was a big spread at, during that time of the bubonic plague. And uh, sometimes we would put three or four in one grave. We never took the disease. He says, why? Because of the knowledge that the law of life in Christ Jesus protects us. That law was working. <clears throat> because of the fact that a man by action of his will 
puts himself purposely in contact with God, faith takes possession of his heart and the condition of his nature is changed. Instead of being fearful, he is full of faith. Instead of being absorbent and drawing everything to himself, his spirit repels sickness and disease. I'm going to pause and give a commercial right here, and I'm going to go back to the reading. But I want you to think about exposure. We're being exposed right now. We're being exposed to the Word of God. Proverbs 4, verse 20. <clears throat> I can quote it, but I'm going to put my eyes on it. It talks about it. <clears throat> it talks about exposure. Not in those exact words, but Proverbs 4, I encourage you to mark this in your Bible. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear, not to the news and the bad reports, incline your ear to my sayings, exposure. Let them not escape you from your sight. In other words, keep the word in front of you. Keep them within your heart. Keep them within your heart. See, John G. Lake knew who he was. For they are life, what? God's words and God's sayings are life to those who find them, watch this, and healing to all their flesh. Or medicine to all your flesh. The word is medicine. See, the world doesn't know this stuff. You need to know who you are in Christ Jesus and you walk and see, you, you, got, a, you got a force field of, around you of faith. Thank you, Lord. See, that's a renewed mind when, when he says, back up here, when he says, a positive mind repels disease. Thank you, Lord. See, I curse the coronavirus and command it to die. Jesus doesn't have it. Neither do I. <laughs> Amen. Remember that every time you hear these negative reports. Okay, back to back to our story. He goes on to say the the spirit of Christ Jesus flows through the whole being and emanates through the hands, the heart, and from every pore of the body. During that great plague that I mentioned, they sent a government ship with supplies and corpse of doctors. Oh, man. Listen. Don't touch that dial. Listen to this, man. Wow. One, one of the doctors sent for me and said, what have you been using to protect yourself? Our corpse has this uh, preventative and that which we use as protection, but we concluded that if a man could stay 
on the ground as you have and keep ministering to the sick and burying the dead, you must have a secret. What is it? I answered, brother, that is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I believe. See, that's what makes everything work. I be- Everybody say, I believe. I believe. He said, I believe that just as long as I keep my soul in contact with the living God so that his spirit is flowing into my soul and body, that no germ will ever attach itself to me, for the spirit of God will kill it. (laughs) Woo! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Man, I'm getting excited up in here. He asked, and I I imagine he looked, these doctors looked at him strange. He asked, don't you think that you had better use our preventatives? I replied, no. But doctor, I think you would like to experiment with me. If you will go over to one of, those, one of these dead people and take the foam that comes out of their lungs after death, then put it under the microscope, you will see masses of living germs. You will find they are alive until a reasonable time after a man is dead. You can fill my hand with them and I will keep it under the microscope and instead of these germs remaining alive, they will die instantly. Say, what? I see that. This comes this come some kind of walk with Jesus, this guy. I mean, he's on some different stuff here. No, he's on the same stuff we got, but we... But, but, but we, we He's got the same spirit that you have on the inside of you. He said they tried it and found it was true. They questioned, what is that? I replied, that is the law. I've been trying to to tell you. He said, I replied, that is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. When a man's spirit and a man's body are filled with the blessed presence of God, it oozes out of the pores of your flesh and kills the germs. Suppose, on the other hand, my soul had been under the law of death and I were in fear and darkness. The very very opposite would have been the result. The result would have been that my body would have absorbed the germs. These would have generated disease and I would have died. You who are sick, put yourself in contact with God's law of life. Read his word with the view of enlightening your heart so that you will be able to look up with more confidence and believe him. Who glory to God. Is that good stuff or what? Oh, my goodness. Man, does that inspire you? Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, the believer's authority. 
I'm going to bring back the definition that we had last week. Anybody remember the definition we gave you of authority? Class? What? It's a, it's a blank over something. Come on. See? See, see, I, I know Rochelle, she's going to, she, she take notes, man. A state of control over something. See, you want to know why I repeat stuff? All right. No condemnation. A state of control over something. And you know these notes in your app, you can mail them to yourself. And it was fill in the blank last week. If you fill that in the blank, you can um, just meditate it on it through the week. Email it to yourself. I got it in there. This week, notes, if you're following along in the app, praise the Lord. I want you all to get a hold of this because it's a, it's a state of control over something. You have authority over all the power of the enemy. You've been given, we learned last week, you've been given in Matthew 18, 18, and, and then uh, Matthew 16, 19 talks about you've been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys represent authority. You're God's representative on this earth. Amen. You contracted by God. God and company. God and sons. <laughs> or, or God and daughters. Amen. You are God's authorized representative to conduct business on the earth. We learn that God supplies the power, but you've got to flip the switch. Like the woman with the issue of blood that came in the crowd, and she said, if I may only touch his clothes, I will be whole. She pressed in the crowd. She touched his garment, and the power flowed out of Jesus into her. See, what, what did she do? She tapped into the power. The supply is, is it's 24-7. God supplies the power. When you walk in a dark, dark room, if you walk into your house at night, you don't, you don't call the power company. You don't, you don't call I&M or whatever it is. In, what is it in Indianapolis? AEP? You don't, go, you don't call... AEP, you don't call I&M and ask them, you know, to turn your lights on, do you? They've already supplied. They, they said the power, is, the, the power is working. Well, how come I don't have no lights? They hang up the phone. You've got to flip the switch. God's power is flowing all the time. This law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is in you. Oozing out of your pores. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo, man, I'm excited up in here, man. You've got authority over the coronavirus. Whatever you, not whatever God, well, oh, Matthew 16, 19, remember that? Whatever, who binds? Whatever God binds, no, whatever you bind on earth. That's what we did today. We cursed the virus and commanded it to die. You mark my word. The thing is just going, you're going to wake up one morning and they say it's gone. 
Because I'm not the only one. There's people cursing this thing. Say, I, cur- I curse the coronavirus and command it to die. Jesus doesn't have it, and neither do I. Oh, you're just saying stuff. I know I'm just saying stuff. So I believe. I believe in my words. Jesus spoke to that tree, didn't he? He cursed that tree. No man eat fruit from you hereafter forever. And the disciples heard it. They probably thought, man, what is this dude doing talking to a tree? Amen. Hang in there, Nicole. <laughs> Where are you guys? You yawning big time. Like, Amen. I'll let, you, I'll let you go the first time. The second time, I think I better. Thank you, Lord. What am I talking about? Jesus, right? The disciples heard him. Speak to that tree. Man. And the Bible says, look at, look at that real quick. In um, Matthew chapter 11. Say, I'm awake. Thank you, Lord. Mark 11. That's in the New Testament, isn't it? Mark? Okay. I want you to see... uh, Verse 12, on the following day when they came from Bethany, he was hungry and seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, and he said to it, one translation, Jesus answered the tree. But the tree don't talk. But the tree said something. And um, your things, the stuff in life, will say something to you. Anybody ever had your, your bank account talk to you when you try to purchase something and you didn't have enough for it? And, and uh, you see, you, the, it, it'll talk to you like, you can't have that. See, You've got to flip the switch. Some of y'all, the things you've been putting up with, you said nothing to. I won't say that again. That's good. Some of y'all, the things that you've been putting up with, you said nothing to. What can I take authority over? Anything that comes from the devil. Anything that comes under the heading of steal, kill, destroy, you have authority over. Thank you, Lord. 
Somebody cross your legs and say, I'm in control. See, state of control over something. Yes, it's God's grace. See, that makes it easy because it's already done. You don't have to force out a blessing. You've already been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So faith just receives, just taps into the supply. See, grace is what produces the supply. Faith is flipping the switch and activating it. See, when you're in fear, you can activate disease. Fear attracts. The thing, all that mess that happened to Job, Job 3.25 is revealed why it happened. He said, the thing that I greatly feared have come upon me. If you read the first chapter of Job, I know Job blamed God. The Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. God didn't say that. Job said that in his ignorance. All you got to do is read uh, that chapter and, and you'll Know that it was the devil that caused that destruction. Like I said last week, the devil is not God's equal. He's not, all, he's not omniscient. He's not all-knowing. He didn't even know. He, he wanted to attack Job, and, God's, uh, uh, and Job told God, he said, you got a hedge around it. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? And what did the devil say? You got a hedge built around it. But the head was down, and the devil didn't even know it. And it wasn't God that pulled the hedge down. It was his fear. The devil didn't even know the hedge was down. But God said, the, 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 the word says, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. See, the bad stuff, the mess that happened in Job, Job's life came as a result of fear. Fear is a, is a negative magnet. I guarantee you that John G. Lake that we read about wasn't in line at Walgreens trying to get hand sanitizers and all that kind of stuff. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying don't do that. Do what you want. I, I don't use, I have hand sanitizer uh, that I use every, every once in a while. And, and I use soap, but not to be healed. I, I, why, do I, why do I do it? Because it's a good idea to wash your hands. It's nothing new. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um. Amen. Now, I, I believe the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death, sickness, and disease, poverty, and fear. Amen. But I'm still going to use soap. And I'm, I'm, right? Amen. But see, that's not what my faith is in. My faith is in God. Thank you, Lord. Man, I, I just, I'm just so inspired by it. Listening to, to John G. Lake, man. And uh, he knew that he had control. Because we have, a, we have delegated authority 
in the name of Jesus. Okay. Now, it seemed like I was about to say something. What was I talking about? Now, something I wanted to get out. Uh, what was I about to say? It seemed like I was on, was on something. Mm-hmm. Well, praise the Lord. It, what? What? Yeah, yeah, I was talking about Job. Yeah, the head, the hedge was down because of fear. All right. Yeah, his, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right. Here's what I wanted to say. It's something I wanted to say, and I, I, I got. It. You, bo- you, you going, you going to become what you eat. And so, if you feed on the news all the time, fear is going to be the result, cause it's bad news. But if you feed on the good news, man, it's going to produce faith. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Isaiah 53 says, who has believed our report? His report says I'm healed. We we used to sing a song. Remember that? His report says I'm healed. His report says I'm free. His report says victory. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe. The report of the Lord. His report says I'm healed. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. All right. Here's where we left off last week. And I got eight minutes left according to that clock. Thirteen according to mine. (laughs) Jesus has given us the power of attorney. Now let's, dig in, let's dig into this right now. That's, that's what he's, he's given us. The power of attorney. Now that's a person appointed to act for another. Somebody a- a- asked this question. What is the, uh, after I, I was years ago, it stuck out to me in a Brother Hagin's book on, on the name of Jesus. And it's something like, this might, might not be this verbatim, but somebody asked him, um, what is the value? Now you can say, well, somebody gave you the power of attorney. I mean, the, the, the uh, ability to act for somebody else. Okay? But the question was asked, what is the value of the power of attorney? And this question was asked of a lawyer. They asked the lawyer, uh, what is the value of the power of attorney? And the lawyer asked, well, it depends on how much authority and how much power that the name represents. So the question now is, that I want to present to you, class, is what is the value of the name of Jesus? I mean, well, no, no, I, I meant to say, what is the value of the power of attorney that we have been given in the name of Jesus? So let's, let's, let, let, let's, let's consider that. Okay, let's, let's look into that. So, Let's look, so how much, 
What's the value of the power of attorney that we've been given in the name of Jesus? So, okay, so it depends on how much authority and how much power is in back of the name. So let's look at into how much power and how much authority is in back of the name of Jesus. Now consider what makes somebody's name great. Some people have a great name because they inherit a name. They're just rich because their daddy was rich and their great-grandfather was rich. All right? Some people are, are, have a great name because a great name was conferred upon them. Other people have a great name because of their achievements, what they've accomplished. What makes Jesus' name great? All three of those things. He inherited a great name. He had a great name conferred upon him. And he, he acquired a great name because of his achievements. I want you, but I want you to see this for yourself. Let's look into it. Hebrews chapter 1. He inherited a great name. Ready to look into it? Long ago. I like that's a good backdrop I picked for that. Long ago. <laughs> Looked like a like a Star Wars thing, right? In a galaxy long, long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. At many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. See, this shows you that something else. Uh I want you to see from this is that the scriptures are all about Jesus. Watch this. This is talking about in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament times. How many of you know we're under a new covenant? In the Old Covenant, see, God spoke. That's what he's talking about long ago. God spoke it at, at many times through the uh, fathers, by the prophets. But in, in these days, these last days, these days of the new covenant, how does he speak? Spoken through his son. I think it's beautiful. I'm reminded of when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration with uh, Peter, James, and John. And, and then there, suddenly there appeared Moses and Elijah. And man, them three, three boys, man, that was Jesus' inner circle. They got excited. Let's, let's, let's build uh, three tabernacles <laughs> I mean, let's, let's set up camp. <laughs> uh -uh. This is some cool stuff, right? I mean, you got to admit, that's kind of cool. I mean, uh, Jesus is, 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 you know, having a powwow with, with, with Moses and Elijah. I mean, they just, like, show up, like, 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 like transported like Star Trek. <laughs> huh? That's pretty cool, huh? You got to admit. And they got all excited. They said, okay, let's build a, a, a three tents here, one for, one for you, one for Moses, and Elijah. You know what happened? There came a voice from heaven. It's like, this is my beloved son. It said, hear him. It ain't about Moses no more. It ain't about Elijah no more. 
And it's interesting that though, it was those, those two fellows because Moses represented the law. Elijah represented the prophets. In time past, God spoke through the prophets. But now, he ain't speaking that way no more. And that's why um, you, you got to be careful looking into the Old Testament and not reading it with sunglasses. S-O-N glasses. That's how to read the Bible. You got to read the Bible cross-eyed. You got to read the Bible through the lens of the cross because, see, people are all the time pulling out Old Testament scriptures and, and trying to make them uh, apply today. Now, we don't throw away the Old Testament, but, see, you got to see Jesus in the Old Testament. All right, so in these last days, he's spoken to us by who? By his son, whom he has appointed, what? Heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to the angels as the name he has, what? Inherited is more excellent than theirs. What are we talking about here? We're talking about how much power and authority is in back of the name. Jesus inherited, not just any old kind of name. He inherited a great name. Okay? Now, second, we learned, okay, he inherited a great name, number one. Number two, a great name was conferred upon him. Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He had a name. He had a name given to him. I mean, you can inherit. You can inherit, inherit a name, but you can have some name gets given to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo, man! I'm getting excited up here all by myself. Thank you, Lord. So God elevated him to the place of high honor and gave him the name. Above coronavirus. It ain't nothing but a name. Whatever challenge, situation, problem you're facing, it's a name. Ooh. See, this is what's in back of this name that you've been given You got the right, you're God's representative on the earth to exercise control. So are you letting stuff happen to you or are you taking control? And it didn't say whatever God binds on earth. We need to pray that the Lord do something about this coronavirus. He already has done it. God like, what you going to do about it? 
you my body on the earth. I gave you authority over all the power of the enemy. He said, I, he said, I, I give unto you authority to walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means, not just nothing shall hurt you, nothing shall by any means hurt you. See, this is knowing who you are. This is what John G. Lake operated in. He knew who he was. He said, man, this stuff can't touch me. So let me be a service to, to uh, humanity, and let me, let's, let's, go bury, let's go bury the dead. While people were probably locked up in their houses and stuff, playing, they were probably playing video games. And he's out there, man, because he's fearless. Say, I'm fearless. But so you, got, you, have, you have to have this word built up on the inside of you. Spend time meditating on it. Attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. He sent his word and healed me. He's taken sickness out of the midst of me. Jehovah Rapha, my healer. By Jesus' stripes, I was healed. The name of Jesus. I've been given the name of Jesus. It's above every name. Woo! According to that clock, I'm out of time. According to mine, I got a minute 20. Huh? Y'all good? You need to go to the store, get toilet paper? We, we are good, man. We, we, huh? Come on now. All right. He's been given a name. That is above all other names. <laughs> that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. That pretty much covers everything. So this disease got about. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to die. There's so many believers on the earth speaking of that thing, not just us. Every tongue and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Jesus was conferred or given a great name. Also, he, his name is great because of his achievements. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in, in their humanity. Now everything says I'm done. Except me. Timer, yeah, I do. I do, sis. Since, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who who holds the power of death, that is the devil. Jesus broke the power of the devil on a cross. Ephesians 1.21, this is a part of the prayer, towards the end of the prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus, that talking about Jesus being raised from the dead, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion 
and above, here it is again, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also the one which is to come. He defeated the devil. That's why we don't have to, you know, the devil never talks about fighting, fight, well, I'm fighting the devil every time, I, every chance I get, I'm just fighting that fool. And I, no, that's a waste of time. Now, now the devil has, has power. There's no way you're going to whip the devil anyway. He's a spirit. You can't even see him coming. He slap you upside your head. You wouldn't even see it because he's a spirit. But you don't have to be afraid of that because you've been given authority over all his power. Don't get it twisted. He does have power, but you have authority over all his power. See, when you, when you know who you are. No, the Bible never says to fight the devil. Think about it. It says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, James 4, 7. Ephesians 4, 27 says, Neither give place to the, de the devil. Give him no place. I quoted Luke 10, 19. Walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Don't fight him. Walk on him. In my name, we looked at it last week. In my name, you shall cast out demons. Don't fight him. Cast him out. So we say, cast out demons. Give him no place. All right. Submit to God, resist the devil. And what's that other one? Walk on it. See, if you, if you look, look, under your, look under your foot. Look, on, look, look, look under your foot. That's where the devil is. See, the devil is in defeat. <laughs> huh? Y'all got that? <laughs> All right. I'm going to close with this. We'll, we'll pick back up on this. I've I got more I want to say about this, but let me just leave this with you. Just let this settle. Um, John 14, 13. This talks about, this is not talking about prayer here. This is talking about using your authority. Jesus said, whatever you ask. The word ask means to, is not asking in terms of prayer. This word ask means to demand something due. So we can read it like this. Whatever you demand in my name, this I will do. See, that's really a parallel scripture to Matthew 16, 19 that, that says, whatever you bind on earth, heaven will back you up in it. See? Got that? You, you, you see the similarity? Whatever you demand, this I'll do. that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, a lot of times, what people do, man, this is good. When you, when you are speaking things in the name of Jesus, um, a lot of times people just use the name of Jesus and don't even think about it. Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Jesus' name. But when you say the name of Jesus, what, what does that mean? Watch this. Now think about this. Why do, why do we use the name of Jesus? And what, what does it mean? Now think about what's, what's in back of the name. 
what makes his name great? He inherited a great name. He was given a great name. A great name uh, was conferred upon him. And uh, he achieved it by his accomplishments. Okay. So when you're speaking over, speaking to your finances, for example, or speaking to your body and commanding it to be healed, speaking to this coronavirus, what are you doing? What does it mean when you say in the name of Jesus? See, when you say in the name of Jesus, you're saying the results are not based on who you are or what you have done. They're based on who Jesus is and what he has done. It doesn't have anything to do with your performance. The, when you speak in the name of Jesus, it's not based on who you are and what you've done. It's based on who Jesus is. So you can boldly say, no matter how you've acted today, you can say, in the name of Jesus, and, it's, and, the, and the results are not up to you. That will I do. You just use that name. And you've got delegated authority. And you know all the power that's in back of that name. Man, when you put all this together, I dare you, I double dog dare you to meditate on this. And then you're going to come out of it, man. You're going to come out of your prayer closet. You're going to come out of your wherever you are shouting. You may, you may go through the wall like on them cartoons and see the imprint. You look like this. Uh, Because you can boldly in the face of any situation you're facing in your life, family situation, financial situation, uh, sickness, anything. In your job, you need something to change. People are tripping on your job. Start using your authority. Don't just walk in there, oh, these crazy people again. I'm going to have to go in here, deal with these people. No, use your authority. People give me a hard time on the job, say, I, I have favor with these people. Lord, give me, me favor. I have favor with these people. I ain't tripping over them. Hmm? See? See, the results, when you, when you do it, when, when you speak to things in Jesus' name and speak to your problem and speak to your situation, the results are not based on who you are, how you behave, what you've done. The results are based on who Jesus is and what he's already done on the cross. God's got this whole thing rigged. If you don't talk to your stuff, your stuff don't talk to you. Just like that tree talked talk to uh, Jesus. He was saying, ain't no figs today. <laughs> Usually when, when people have situations, they rarely will come to me and say, I'm using my authority. They're saying how much they're praying about something. See, authority, and this is a place for prayer, but authority is not talking to God about your problem. It's talking to your problem about God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Stop talking to God about 
your problem. That sounds crazy now, but you just listen. Talk to your problem about God. Because he gave you the authority on the earth. You're asking God, God, when are you going to do something about this? He's like, when are you going to do something about it? I already did everything I'm going to do about it. When are you going to walk on that thing? When are you going to recognize it's in defeat? Uh, yeah, sir. You, you, some of y'all going to walk in your job tomorrow whenever they reconvene, <laughs> whatever. You're going to walk in that job like this. Uh, they're going to walk on there, man. I'm, I'm in control. Ain't nothing in here got control. I'm in control. I don't care, that, what, what, I don't care what your badge says. I'm in control. I don't care what the name is in front of that desk. Uh, <laughs> I'm in control. Huh? Man, I've seen it so many times, y'all how God will turn things in your favor. The people that, that sometimes they, they don't like you, but God turn the thing around, they start doing stuff for you, and they don't even, they don't even know why they're doing it. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes God will just move, the, you, the person that gave you a problem, just move them out the way. You say, where's so-and-so? They're gone. You don't even ask where. You're just glad they're gone, right? <laughs> where they go? I don't care. They're gone. Praise God. Look what God did for me. <laughs> God, I see God. God does that kind of stuff, man. Because God is looking out for you. But you got to trust him. Amen. You, you take your authority and watch him do. See, it's not your... See, some of y'all are trying to do. You use your authority and watch him do. I dare you to cross your legs and say I'm in charge. You got to have, have attitude. All that mess going on at work, you sitting in there with, you sitting at your, in your office, in your cubicle where you're at, you got your legs crossed. Man, don't, don't, haven't you heard about all this stuff that's going, going down around here? They're they laying people out or whatever. You got your legs crossed. Right. Sipping some tea. Yes. You're not worried. Every head bowed, every eye closed.